Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is good with everybody here on this Wednesday? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, J. Williams over here. Freddie coming in for the boys over there. Presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, as well as your smart speakers. By the way, we're going to discuss the M-word when it comes to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and maybe staying with the Brooklyn Nets. That comes away right now. See, I got your your interest. Your interest is piqued. The what N-word. Are, the, what, what, it's a good word. It's what? nothing that's going to get us fired or okay. anything like okay. that. Okay. You got me very animated. I, 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 very I, I, I'm, I'm what not, the hell are we discussing? I, put it this way. We are not getting fired on payday. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting fired on payday. We're not getting fired on days off and like, keys on Are we talking about Max. the origination of that? Like, are, <laughs> no. Where are we going I'm with this? I'm so get, confused. Jay Will, you know how much I love you. I really love you to the point that I'm not, <laughs> not going to get you fired on payday. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no doubt about that. But when it comes, what if this trade can't? happen. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider, says this is what the Brooklyn Nets are looking for if they want to move on and give KD his wish to be traded. Brooklyn's mandate internally is to get the biggest, best package of assets, draft picks, and players that they can get for Kevin Durant. And with four years left on his contract, they have that leverage. There are certainly more teams who are willing to bring in a player, whether he wants to be there or not, who's got to play. With four years left, especially somebody like Kevin Durant, who loves to play. And I think you look at the Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves last week, and look at that as a baseline. And I think that's what the Nets are doing. Certainly draft pick-wise, you know, essentially five first-round picks. And I think right now for Brooklyn, they're looking at perhaps four to five first-round picks, Mm. pick swaps, and then an all-star level player at the minimum. You see, to me, this is Mm -hmm. like playing Texas Hold'em with your boys, right? You ever have like a pair... Like, maybe you got a pair of queens or a pair of kings, and then that mm-hmm. river turns, and that's a king. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. boy. And I think for the Nets, that river turn was Utah. And the deal they did, Absolutely. they were able to do with Minnesota for Rudy Gobert, right? Because when you see a player of his stature get five first-round picks and four other players that come along with that package. For Gobert. For Gobert. And we're rational people, Freddie. And I'm looking at Gobert, and I don't put him in the same sentence or the same breath with Kevin Durant. So what are you getting for Kevin Durant? So when the market goes up like that, and you're the Brooklyn Nets, you're saying, okay, this is great. We are in a position of strength because we can always go back to our client, always go back to our player and say, hey, look, this is what the market warranted for Rudy Gobert. We don't see anything that would supersede that for mm-hmm. a play of your caliber. This is what we're going to do. We're going to play out this year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the N-word comes in. The Nets want something monumental in return. Because based on what you just said. You said M. Yeah, monumental. Oh, M. Oh, oh. That's, that's a mistake. I thought you were gotcha. saying N. 
I said M. M. Yeah, I'm so confused. That's that letter right, bef- just, that's that letter right before N. I need the coffee. And right after I, L. You can uh, see now where I was going. I was like, whoa. I thought I said, at that point, I said, oh, I got J. I said the M word. And I thought, oh, man, I can't wait to hear this word. He thought something else. Yes, I would say I was going down a dark Culture. path. That's why we were all worrying, Freddie. I don't know why I had you all worried. I said M. I didn't speak Greek. Yates looked at me like it was out. See what happens. Let's do it. <laughs> not not we heard. Let's not do it. That's not, not what we no. heard. This is why we can't have nice things anymore. This is why. <laughs> These kind of situations creep up. That's why we, we can't. You see my we, face. We, like, what are we, we about to give a history yeah, lesson? No, What's about to happen? We, we can't have barbecue sauce in the barbecue anymore. <laughs> We can't have Labor Day company picnics well, at Lake Compound. You didn't say M. I said, and for a guy who's like the Ron Burgundy of TV, I don't understand how you didn't do that. I know for a fact <laughs> that I said, we're going to get to the M, M. word. I said M. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you guys now. Everything. I was prepared, man. <laughs> we, said mo- we said monumental. James not, just not, put his hands up. Like, not me. Monu- not me. Monumental, not nominental, lucky, which I, is not a word. I was thankful that I gave you my resume, Jay. <laughs> so was Alan. Get that job now. So was Alan. You, guys, right. you, Monu- guys, were, you guys were determined to get fired on payday. Monumental was yes. the word you were searching yes, for. Because okay. to use your term, it's the same thing when Deshaun Watson got that money from the Cleveland Browns, $230 million yeah. plus of guaranteed money, Market and then up. all this happened, and Lamar Jackson said, oh, Really? Now he can pretty much name his price. He goes out there and he's the Lamar Jackson that we've seen before, and he doesn't have any kind of injury. No baggage like that. And no baggage like that. That market price has been determined by what Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson. It's the same thing what you just said with the not the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> where they decided to give up that kind of haul for Rudy Gobert. And the Brooklyn Nets are like, look, Kevin, we want to grant you your wish. But there's no way we're getting anything along those lines because nobody has those kind of assets, no matter what they did regarding Rudy, Rudy Gobert going from Utah to Minnesota. Now, I will say this. You know, Rich Kleiman is my boy. Rich Kleiman is a guy that kind of oversees 35 ventures and, you know, talks to all the general managers and mm-hmm. owners of teams and his working relationship as a partner with Kevin Durant. And it, look, he's, it, something will happen. Like, he is brilliant, really smart at putting this together. But if you're Sean Marks and you're Joe Sy, and you sit down with Rich and KD and you say, hey, look, we're not going to get a return that we feel we would value in exchange for Kevin Durant. Sure. We can't make this deal happen. So what we're going to ask you now is to be a professional. I know you may not want to be here, but sometimes we don't want to be places in life, but we do what we have to do. So if we're willing to bring Kyrie back for another year mm-hmm. and work through this, would you guys – with this roster that we have completed since we're building it out with Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, TJ Warren, who can light it up off the bench with Ben Simmons that we can play small, we can play fast. Mm-hmm. So we'll add additional big Nick, Nick Claxton. I mean, they is, got a squad. Is this squad good enough two. for you to have a chance to win a world championship? Do you want to run it for a year? I think you do it. You should do it because do it, it just makes sense. I mean, then Kyrie, get your bag. You want to go somewhere else? He's you, getting this bag and, anyway. And by the way, I would just play into all the emotions of it. KD, play to the we, we know, we know that we're not the main reason why you came to Brooklyn. We know that Kyrie is the main reason why. Kyrie, you vouched for KD to make this move here. Don't you feel like that warrants you guys taking a legit shot at it mm-hmm. when hopefully there's no. Situation that occurs this yeah. season, a pandemic, and 
you know, and vaccines and things. If we just had a normal year. Which you, you guys should had, be able to have. Which you should be able to have. Don't you guys owe it to each other to have a true opportunity to win a chip together and see at full strength what this team could do? Ryan Alexander hit us on Twitter, Real J. Williams at Key J and Max and at Coleman ESPN saying, we all know that Kevin Durant is a unicorn. But are the Brooklyn Nets not going to get the same haul that Rudy Gobert got because he's always looking to move on when things aren't perfect? And what I'm saying for Kyrie, even if you want to say he's a rental, this whole narrative has just been created that he's not accountable. A lot of people say he doesn't like to work. So you're just going to trade him now, and if you're another team, all of a sudden, hey, we got Kyrie. I said this the other day. I said, for all the people that have bashed Kyrie for the last two to three years, now you're telling me, woo, it would be blockbuster if he goes to L.A. All of a sudden, all those issues just disappear? He's no. going to all of a sudden be accountable now? No. Like, you're so, right. like, if you're another team on the opposite side of this, aren't you looking at it saying, before I jeopardize you know, my culture or even want to find out about that, mm-hmm. just let me take a – I got I to gotta feel this out. Well, the Kevin Durant should definitely do the same thing. And I wonder if he's doing that now because you can put a demand out there, but then if the landscape says it's almost impossible for you to get what you want, when you said Miami and Phoenix are your two preferred destinations, and then they're like, look, we would love to have you, but we're not going to do this, and then gut our basketball team where we're playing you 38, 40, 45 minutes a night because we don't have a proper bench. Does KD want to be in TDOT? Does he want to be in Toronto? It's a real question he has to ask himself, right? Now, legitimate franchise, great ownership. Great fan base. Great fan base. It's incredible. I mean, if you talk about a redeeming quality, here's one for everybody. Yates, Pacasello, James, Freddie, our whole crew. You talk about putting your feet down somewhere. I'm just going to throw it out there. You put your feet down for a country now. (laughs) What? Kawhi Leonard did it, and he's forever ingrained. They will forever love him. If you are looking, if if that's your plan, you want to get out, and the assets don't exchange properly with Phoenix or Miami, like, I would trust in Masai Ujiri. If they were willing to give up Scotty Barnes, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, well, I'm going to need a low back in return. But you would have literally not not only OVO and Drake and everything happening up there with his basketball movement, which is a really big thing, Freddie. I've been up there. It's incredible what they've established up there, right, as a brand. Got it. But you would also have an entire country behind you, an entire country will forever be in love with you if you decided to go there. That would be interesting. By the way, there's another reason why the Brooklyn Nets are the most interesting team in sports, not just in the NBA, but in sports. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Oh, I need that. <laughs> we all do. Wow. <laughs> Man. But I, I need that. I needed it. Past for, tense. For protection on the road, for J. Will <laughs> and in the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE at Progressive.com. Look, I'm, mess, I'm getting you to mess up on reads. I'm still laughing Look, about that right now. I so need man, a deal, Progressive. What are man. we doing? 1-800-PROGRESSIVE at Progressive.com. We stay in New York. We go from one side of New York to the other and from one sport to the other right now. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. The New York Giants. With the fifth pick, the New York football Giants select Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, Oregon. The problem with the Giants is this. Talk about a guy on the clock. Daniel Jones. They don't pick up the fifth-year option, and they say, this is a prove-it year. Does a good job in the huddle, does a good job in the classroom. Just a, a guy that wants to be really good and is trying everything he can do to be the best he can. I think when you look at Saquon, it's redemption season. That's the vibe that I get. 
If you doubted me, stay on the other side of the table when I turn it around. Believe me, with all this going on with the Brooklyn Nets, you know what's happy about this? Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, because nobody is talking about them right now. With Jay Wins and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on Keys John, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and tune in. Let's bring in a former New York Giant, now does a great job, part of Carolyn and Canty, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 3 p. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He is Chris Canty, joining us to talk about the New York Giants. And I don't want to say it's a loaded question, but it is a loaded question. What kind of expectation anybody really have, Chris, when it comes to Daniel Jones in perhaps his final season as quarterback of the New York Giants? Well, the expectation for Daniel Jones, Freddie, should be to be the second-best quarterback in the division. I mean, if you look at the landscape of the NFC East, you're talking about Carson Wentz, who was a failed quarterback at Philadelphia and in Indianapolis, and you're talking about uh, a quarterback – in Jalen Hurts, who's going into his second full season as a starter. So, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones has to go out here and light it up like we see Justin Herbert and, and some of the other young, younger quarterbacks around the National Football League, but he's got to at least give them competent quarterback play. And that remains to be seen whether or not he's going to be capable of doing that over enough of the season for the Giants to be in position to contend for a playoff spot. We're talking about a guy going into year four and essentially being out of excuses as to why he can't produce. And, Freddie, I'll say this. I'll say this about Daniel Jones. He's got 50 total touchdowns to 49 total turnovers over three seasons as a starter, and you're talking about him playing in 37 career starts. So, CC, I I just don't don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy, and it's clear that the Giants aren't sure because they declined to exercise his fifth-year option. So, CC, that's fine. So what are reasonable, competent quarterback – player type numbers this year that you would need to see from Daniel Jones and I also understand aesthetically how it looks what it feels like Mm -hmm. but that would give you a little bit more assurance that maybe he is the quarterback that we can see moving towards the future somewhere in the ballpark of 3,500 to 4,000 yards passing somewhere around 30 touchdowns on the season and, and cut down on the turnovers Jay I mean I would like to see his turnovers go way down I mean you're talking about trying to get that number somewhere you know you know you know, 13, 14 total turnovers on a season. I think that that's competent quarterback play in the National Football League. And based on what the Giants have surrounded him with, the supporting cast, I mean, you look at it. They've tried to continue to put weapons around him, whether it's Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Toney. You still got Sterling Shepard there. They drafted Wandale Robinson. And not to mention one of the second of their top ten picks, Evan Neal, who is yep. a mountain of a man no to, to play right tackle. Now you got bookend tackles in Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal. I mean, they're fortifying the offensive line. They continue to add skill positions. They actually went out and got a solid backup quarterback, a veteran presence in that quarterback room for Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. So, so, so this is the year that Daniel Jones has got to show and prove. Otherwise, the Giants are going to be looking to move off of him. And we also got to keep this in mind, guys. Daniel Jones is not Brian Dayball's guy. He's not the new Mm. general manager, Joe Shane's guy. They would have no reservations moving off of him in 2023 because the quarterback class coming out of college in 2023, as many as six guys at the quarterback spot are expected to be first-round picks. So there'll be options for the Giants in the draft if Daniel Jones pulls a no-show in 2022. Chris Canty joining us from Canty and Carlin, host of the Canty and Carlin Show on ESPN, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. CC. You know, a lot of people have said, and I agree with this, it feels like this year is like Brian Dable's playing with house money, right? He got the draft picks. Um, he got Tyrell Taylor, which I love because I think pressure 
always forces people either you're going to be that guy or you're not going to be that guy mm-hmm. with a guy like TT behind you, right, who is a, a journeyman but who is a classic professional as well. Um, would you agree that Brian Dable's playing with house money to watch and see who he wants to handpick to move forward with this year? Well, I mean, I understand why you would say it's house money, Jay. Here's what I would counter with. You know, looking at the NFC East, I would say that it's probably one of the, the, the worst divisions in football in terms of overall depth, right? And so it feels like there's an opportunity for Joe Shane and Brian Dable to be a little more competitive than what people would expect coming into this season just because of the pieces that the Giants have in place. And when you look at their strength of schedule, it's 29th in the NFL. So, I mean, I just feel like there's an opportunity. You got a quarterback that that's a veteran. Now you've got a defense that was, you know, flirting with being in the top 10 from a year ago. It just feels like now is the time for the giants to continue to try to ascend. And so, yeah, it's house money for Brian Dable. I mean, this is his first year. They're going to give him time to implement his program, but that doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity for them to step in and compete for a playoff spot. We saw it with Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles this past year, getting that team to the postseason. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that that can get done. But, I mean, the Giants have got some serious questions that they've got to answer in 2022. And I think the biggest ones are what they're going to do with their backfield. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones and Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley. Yep. Are those guys going to be cornerstones for building your program in the future, or are you going to have to move on from one or both of them? And the interesting part about it is both of them are in a contract year. Because the Giants declined Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, he can walk after this season. Same with Saquon Barkley, unless they give those guys contract extensions at some point. You can only use the franchise tag on one of them. So it it becomes a very delicate situation for the Giants in terms of evaluating both of those guys. And, And it could be a situation where they have to make a tough decision on one of those guys' future and no longer being a part of the team. Well, number one, they're not putting a franchise tag on Saquon Barkley unless he gets in touch to enter Adrian Peterson in 2022. So that's not happening hmm. at the running back it's only It's only $13 million, though, Freddie. Here's the thing. It. Do, but, you, but do it's you a running back position, you, though, CC. I'm with you, but do you want to sign him to an Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey contract? Mm, I you're talking about guaranteeing him three or four years? Yeah, I wouldn't do or that. Do, or do you want to have him on a one-year proposition because he is a running back? That's, that's the give and take when it comes to what you're going to do with Saquon Barkley, but the same can be said for Daniel Jones. No doubt. Do you want to commit to him long-term, or would you prefer to play him under the franchise tag for another year just so you have a larger sample size of him playing consistent football? See, those are the tough – questions that they have to answer, but the Giants have put themselves in this situation yep. by overdrafting those two players in back-to-back drafts. Chris Canty from Canty and Carlin on Keisha J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio. Who's more likely to break through? Is it Daniel Jones, a quarterback in his final year, or Saquon Barkley, a running back in his final year? <sighs> I'm going to say Daniel Jones. And, and, and I can't believe I'm about to say the next sentence of this, the next part of this, but It has to do with the health concerns. And I get that Daniel Jones has never played a full season as a starter, but I worry about health when it comes to running backs in the National Football League, especially, you know, a a race car like Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a guy that when he's healthy, he's one of the best satellite running backs in the NFL. And what I mean by that is you can line him up all over the formation, whether it's in the backfield, whether it's splitting them out wide, putting them in the slot. You can put him anywhere, and he's going to find a way to be productive. But the only problem is he's going to be a high-touch guy, a volume player, 
and that means that he's going to take a lot of hits. And for the injury concerns we've seen him have with the the ACL and the ankle injuries, I, I just worry about his ability to be durable and to be healthy. And so I, I would probably lean toward Daniel Jones more so than Saquon Barkley just because I, I feel like there's a longer runway when it comes to quarterbacks, especially with – the new rules that the NFL has implemented in protecting the quarterback when he's in the pocket. So I lean toward Daniel Jones, but I'm not saying that with my chest, Freddie. CeCe, uh, this is probably unfair, but I'm going to ask you to prognosticate here for a second. What kind of career do you think Saquon Barkley will end up having when it's all said and done? Good question. Jay, it's hard to say that his career won't be a disappointment mm. given that he was taken with the second overall pick in 2018. And think about some of the players that the Giants passed on. I mean, you're talking about guys like Quentin Nelson and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Those were all positions in need when the Giants were on the clock after the Browns took Baker Mayfield. Oh, and man. they took Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So when you view it through that lens, it's hard, to, it's hard to say that it's not a disappointment, right? This was a guy coming out of Penn State that people were saying was the second coming of Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. And it certainly has not been that uh, the last couple of years with Saquon. He had a great rookie year. His sophomore campaign wasn't bad, but it's been all downhill ever since. And I'm not sure he can ever reclaim that form that we saw early on in his NFL career. It takes one to know one, CC. Yeah. Well, well done. Hey, Chris, always a pleasure, brother. You're always a great follow on Twitter, Chris Canty 99 Try to keep Chris Carlin in line, okay? Uh, that's easier said than done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, CC. All right, CC. All right, later on. How's it going, brother? Chris Canty from Canty and Carlin, like we mentioned, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 3 p. to 7 p. Why'd Eastern you give me a weird look? I didn't give you a weird look. Oh, when I said it takes one to know one. No, I'm just saying <laughs> you're very self-deprecating what you've gone through because a lot of people in your situation, being a number two pick in a draft, having the motorcycle accident, having the comeback, there were a lot of people that were rooting for you, still rooting for you, but there are a lot of people that wouldn't take it as well as you have because it could not be easy to have your complete complete athletic and personal life usurped that way. Saquon's gone through a torn ACL and he's trying to find his way back. You went through a life-altering situation. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people would be very jaded. I'm just saying, I'm giving you, I wasn't True. giving you a look. I'm just giving you respect. No, but we, I, I don't know how I would handle that if I had to deal with what you had to deal with in your life and overcoming all of that after you graduated from Duke. Well, first off, Freddie, we're like brothers, right? So we can always be that way in no front doubt. of each other. And secondly, I, for me, it just gives me perspective about how challenging it is to reach an elite, elite level, right? Um, injuries happen. And I, I, I do this sometimes. You know, I courtside seats to different games. And when I take friends to games, and these are my these are my boys, right? Jersey, mm-hmm. New York, all over California that talk trash about athletes or say this guy's a bum. All my text chains that I'm on, right. fantasy leagues, all that stuff. I take them to games, and they see how big and strong and fast dudes are. If that's down on the field for a Giants game, or if that's sitting courtside at a Knicks game or a Nets game, sure. And they're like, "Yo," I'm like, "Yeah." In order to like Joel Embiid or James Harden having a hamstring injury. Yo, like that that takes a lot away from your pop on the court. All of a sudden, your numbers are going to go. You can't, it's not the same anymore. Now, they're so skilled, they can compensate and still score different ways. But injuries, for especially for Saquon, the ones that he, he's had at that running back position, man, it makes it tough to succeed. And it, it just hurts that you hear the word disappointment because you know how many things need to go right in order for not to be disappointing somebody drafted so high. Especially in that city. At that position, that position, and the guys that you decided not to take when you took Saquon Barkley when you're the New York Giants, you have to wonder how much they're going to still pay for the decision of Dave Gettleman, mm. the general manager who's no longer there. 
when it comes to the New York Giants. We talk about the expectations of the New York Giants and what you should be looking for. What about that other team in New York? Jay talked about his team. We're going to talk about my team. That's next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. The New York Jets. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select Sauce Gardner. They did so well, like, I didn't know how to react because I'm used to writing positive things about the Jets. They're getting such universal praise around the league for their draft. With the 10th pick, the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I thought, was one of the top receivers in this class. Maybe the top one. For Zach, really, it's just to continue to progress. He doesn't need to be Tom Brady this year. Now, if he ends up being that, that's awesome. But that's not the expectation for him. The expectation is for him to continue to climb that mountain. I can't wait to see him week one and see what he can do because he's in a different place than he was last year. Well, Jay Will and Freddie Coleman or Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. So 10 minutes ago, part of about two days, we're getting you ready for the NFL season. We talked about the New York Giants and their expectations. We talked with Chris Canty, former New York Giant. Let's talk to former New York Jet and also Baltimore Raven Bart Scott, part of Barton Han Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. And he's here to talk about the Jets and their expectations, especially, Bart, when it comes to year two regarding Zach Wilson. For me, I'm hoping not to have the same questions about him after year one. What are your expectations for the second-year quarterback of the New York Jets? Well, first of all, it's always great to hear your voice fast, Freddie. But uh, I think I think we I think we're on the wrong side of the ball, right? I think last year we focused so much on the development of Zach Wilson that we really didn't pay attention to that defense was horrible, right? And you talk about all the picks that they brought in, and you talk about you know bringing in you know um, bringing in the receiver form, bringing improving the offensive line. But I want to 
focus really on how you support a young quarterback because I've went to two AFC championships with two rookie quarterbacks, and we did it on the defensive side of the ball. And you look at what they did on the defensive side of the ball. You look at when they went out and they go get DJ Reed, right? You talk about Sauce Gardner already having Brees Hall there, but really going out there and really now they have that NASCAR package. I don't know, you know, last year what was going on with Vinnie Curry. I, you know, if it was Oregon Trail, they would have said he had dysentery. I don't know what type of, you know, ailment he had, but it, it cost him the entire year. But you talk about also getting a guy back like Carl Lawson, who was the prize offseason acquisition a year before. And then you go out and you draft Jermaine Johnson. You go out and you go to Houston and you, you bring in Jacob Martin. You already have Sheldon Rankins, Quentin Richardson. So, you know, man, I'm sorry, Quentin Williams. You know, so you think about Nathan Shepard. So I look at all the depth they have on that defensive line, going out and seeing if they can kick the tires on Solomon Thomas. So I look at that NASCAR package where they can try and wear guys out from a defensive line uh, perspective to support that quarterback to try and get him on short fields to get three and outs. You know, going on and getting um, you know Jordan Whitehead from you know Tampa Bay to bring in that championship pedigree. So I look at what they did on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's the best thing that they could have did for Zach Wilson is go out and make sure that they sure up that defensive side of the ball so that he doesn't have to win in shootouts, and then you know going to get Brees Hall to support that philosophy. Bart, take me to the offensive side of the ball for a second. So I think it was last week. Makai Becton wore uh, a shirt that said "Big Bust," mm-hmm. right? And I'm uh, during a, a, a press conference, and I'm curious: Do you think he will make the haters eat their words this upcoming season? Listen, I don't understand the hate that that we've seen for this young man. First of all, he was he he performed tremendously his rookie year in a gap scheme when he dominated. Everybody that wasn't Melvin Ingram. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Nick Bolsa. I mean, listen, Brian Baldinger would, would, would just – like he was too giddy for, for, the, for, for him just throwing guys up out of the club, checking their IDs his first year. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens is then you come in with a different philosophy and now you go to a zone scheme and now you got a 350-pound man trying to cut people off from the backside. That's not really what he's good at. What he is good at is moving grown men against their will. Well, what happened is then, you know, you look at what Fant was able to do, becoming, you know, a solid, solid, you know, uh, lineman within that scheme. I think he was ranked one of the highest linemen left tackles in the game. Now, listen, you know, Fant isn't better than than Becton. But what this allows him to do because of his athleticism, his basketball pedigree, that allows him to be able to get up to the second level, cut guys off, and play basketball on the football field. Mm. But then now you look at Becton. Now, okay, well, I'm going to move Becton to right tackle. Right, and you put we talk about the pairing of him versus uh, around um, Avera Tucker. Now you put him next to Langton Tomlinson, mm-hmm. who's been in this scheme, who's a Pro Bowler, and now you say, okay, listen, guess what? Instead of you trying to cut people off, uh, Becton, we're running to your side because now we're a right side dominant team, and we got some tight ends and CJ Azuma who knows how to how to block and play at a high level as well. And now they now now we're running to you. So now guess what? You're not cutting anybody off. Now you actually have help on your outside shoulder. And guys, eventually is going to have to decide. Okay, I have to anchor, and they won't be able to hang, anchor against the big man. So you see, like the running game starting to be able to really pick up, because now I think you move Beckton to right tackle, and he is going to be a dominant player because now he doesn't have to chase anybody. Now you have to stand on the train tracks when the train's coming through. So, Bart, sorry, my headphones popped out of the socket for a second. I lost sound. I was freaking out. You can only see me. Bart's like, what's going on? 
Um, Bark doesn't panic. Yeah, he does not panic at all. Don't worry, I'll panic for everybody. The cheese is always at a taco when it comes to Bart Scott. You don't want getting all the cheese on the taco, baby. Listen, the 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 government gonna check us for all these hours we putting on you, fast ready. So talk about time and a half. They ain't even the beginning of it. Bart, today we've been having this crazy conversation in all sports, right? Right. Freddie Coleman came up with his top five list of guys that were superstars, but were never the real leaders on their team. I came up with a list about who I thought the best leaders were in the NBA. And I'm curious, other than the coaching staff, because I know de facto Robert Sala will be that person, Mm -hmm. like who on the field is the leader of the New York Jets? You know, it's weird, man. I think think last year something really happened, you know, (laughs) With uh, with uh, Carter, you know what I mean? I, I think people gravitate to him. I think they love him. We know C.J. Mosley on the defense side of the ball, coming from that Baltimore Ravens pedigree. We know that people gravitate to him and people follow him, even though he's softly spoken. You know, he said last year, hey, I want guys that want to be here and keep all that same energy while y'all laughing and joking and kick in. And then when we level up, then be ready to take all this smoke because we're going to keep all these receipts. But I tell you what, people love Michael Carter. They love his his – you know, they have nicknames for him. They love the way that he competes. They love the way how scrappy he is. He reminds me of Ahmad Bradshaw mm. as far as how he always falls for. He's like a little scrappy right. dude. He's a little dude, but he has a lot of heart at 5'8". And he's just one of these guys that people love, I believe, as well. You know, you look at on the, on the offensive line type, you know, that's what you bring Tomlinson in for, to kind of be whenever you go get somebody that you had success with somewhere else, it's because you want to be able to echo that message within the locker room so guys can understand the why and sometimes not the what and buy into the system because you've, you've performed at a high level within that system. That's exactly what you know, going out and getting Langton Thomason is going to do because he's had the ability to be successful. That's why you bring in a guy like DJ Reed you know, that, you played, that played with you in Seattle so that, you can, that he can go out and also echo, listen, we can be dominant within this system and it's like having another coach on the field. That's what I think that last year – Robert Sala really lacked was guys that can echo the message, guys that have performed at a high level. Let's see if Solomon, 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 yeah, Solomon, yeah, Solomon, Solomon, Solomon Thomas. Hey man, I went got a you know, too many syllables. You know what I'm <laughs> too many syllables. Solomon Thomas, Thomas can can bring also over because he's trying to erase that bus. Um, yeah. uh, scarlet letter that he has on his chest, and at 26 mm-hmm. years old, he has a lot to prove. Let's see if he can do that. Oh, it's a pleasure, brother. Thanks for caring about my hamstrings. We'll talk soon. Fast Freddy. Y'all woke me up this early for five minutes. Hey, five. I was like, Fast Freddy, what kind of product it's Freddy five, moving? Five good minutes, man. Hey, man, we got to get that Bengay with the CBD oil for Fast <laughs> Freddy to keep them hamstrings safe and sound, baby. You too old to be pulling, uh, pulling the hammy. This is just breaking all these human rights violations here in Marvin Bart Scott. Just Bart, just don't let that don't let the Bengay get too close to the private part. You know what? Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no doubt. We athletes, we've had that happen before. Right, no, fire, you. fire. Listen, Freddie, blink two times if you've been held hostage against your will. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your show. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bart Scott from Bart on giving us about the Jets and Giants, who will be the hotter ticket in New York this fall. And the hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid seats where you earn rewards with every purchase vivid seats rewards mm-hmm. is your ticket to more tickets vivid seats life happens live whether the big gay is too close to your vivid or not here's jay will <laughs> i'm freddie coleman or Keyshawn, jay will and max is this the beginning finally when it comes to the ncaa let it burn let it burn well done this is espn radio this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with J. Will and Freddie coming to ESPN Radio. So, John Morant in a restaurant. And so, religion. Did you see this thing that happened the other day? I did not. So he, he's about at it. this diner, and Ja Ja is a low key, chill dude, right? Always laid back. So he's at this diner. He's sitting at the countertop, and he's ordering food. And this waitress is talking to him, and he gives her a five hundred dollar tip, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's that new money. Oh yeah, he's got that new money. Mm-hmm. So he gives her a tip, and the woman's trying to figure out. Who the hell he is? Right, because he's somebody important. Somebody she just wants, know. And people just ain't giving five hundred dollars tips for a meal that costs thirty dollars. No right? doubt. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Who are you?" And he looks her dead in the eye, and goes, "I'm Black Jesus." <laughs> I said, "I can't, I can't, I can't." But I, I am curious, like for people who are non basketball fans, if you're like, uh-huh. if, you're, if you're a non football fan, sure. like how long would it take for a normal person to figure out who Lamar Jackson was? It'd like, who's a, a non-football fan? It would take a minute. It would take a minute. Or, mm-hmm. you know, John Moran's different. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, where do you play? He's like, Memphis. She's like, oh. And she still couldn't play it together, of right? Of course not, because she doesn't know the Memphis Grizzlies. Exactly. So, like, guys, I mean, we're talking about the next level. Mm-hmm. You just signed an extension for $200 million. There's, some, there's something to be a celebrity, and there's something to be celebrated. And both of those things are not the same. Mm. LeBron James is celebrated as yeah. a celebrity. John Moran's a celebrity, but when it comes to curating outside of that, he he's, has not been celebrated he's enough a, yet. He's a national celebrity within the basketball world. Absolutely. But he's more of like he's a regional superstar. Yeah. Because yep. right? we went down to we've been down to Memphis and it's like 
in that whole pocket, in that whole region, it's it's Ja all the time, everywhere. He can't go anywhere. That's his kingdom. Yeah, but outside of that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where it gets a little bit challenging. Now, I, now Zion Williamson, even though he has not played anywhere near Ja Morant, is more noticeable and recognizable than Ja Morant. There's Even though no he's played 85 games right. in three, yeah. Right, because he played at Duke, number one. Yep. The way he played at Duke. Yep. That he Even before then, he was a YouTube sensation. I will tell you, I mean, all the numbers digitally, though, like John Moran's like second or third in NBA he's, on all of his digital numbers, though, because he goes viral like every NBA. night. Hey, there you go. In the NBA. Preach. Put it this way. If John Moran was an NFL quarterback, he'd be more known. There's no doubt about that because the NFL rules the rules. Who is the, who's the NFL players. equivalent of John Moran? You mentioned him, Lamar Jackson. You think he's so? going to MVP? MVP. If Lamar That's Jackson crazy. is in the same situation as a diner, and you tip somebody $500 and they don't know who you are? He's an MVP, though. He's a former MVP. I get it. But to the common person. He is mad. He is the epitome of Madden to me on the football right. field. To the mainstream person. That's wild. To the mainstream person, Lamar Jackson is not anywhere near known as Patrick Mahomes, wow. even though I, he's a former MVP. I would MVP. give everybody here the business of Madden, by the way. Mark that down. Oh, boy. UCLA and USC are planning a move to the Big Ten. I talked to a high-ranking university official in the Pac-12, said they got Sooners and Horned. Nobody saw this coming. Keep your seatbelt on because it's they're not done. Woo! Man. I'm just I, I'm going to see him in Vegas in a couple weeks you now. Are. I'm going to go out there. Is he part of the residency, my boy right? Scott, yeah, we're going to go check it man. out. Man. You know I saw I know every Usher hit, man. It just brings you Yo, back to my bag on. of feelings, I, man. I even know the first one after he was on Star Search. At 15 years of age, before he did, before he really blasted off with "You Make Me Wanna" and "Nice and Slow" and everything, when he first came out 15 years ago, stars. I said, "Man, man 8701, yo, forget it, 8701." Hey, that's, how that, he said that's it. when he had that. But you oh, played yeah, for real. I was just about to get drafted around that time. You know when he had that? That's that new Cadillac, the one where. Yeah. Um, well, it had like the 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 back that kind of looked like a pickup truck right. that kind of slanted and had like Ooh. the and had like and the, the grill. Ooh, yeah, you got the rims on it too. Yeah, it clean. Mm-hmm. You gonna be okay? No, I, <laughs> I started touching myself. Like I, I got excited. You, well, stop! You were, you I need di- it back. I need you, it back. You were digging your toes in the carpet here, like Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Dave Williams, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. You're gonna go see Usher in Las Vegas. No, and. And, and I'm going to go see Metallica in Pittsburgh. We live in two so completely different so, galaxies. So yeah. things I read because James puts me on these things. Metallica on the season finale of Stranger, Stranger Things, Things. Yeah. trending right now. Absolutely. See, so James, don't don't sleep bit, on me, man. Uh, spoilers wow. one. Spoilers, but James, okay. James, don't give him credit. He got one Metallica reference I got one, right. But, but yeah, I'm, don't I'm give proud. Him I got ACDC, Guns and Roses. That's my jam, man. Come on, man. But you, November you, Rain. You, Wow. <laughs> not even good Guns N' Roses. That's either. great guns. That's right. emotional Guns N' Roses. It's a mo- not even it's not like an 11-minute song. He, like, he yeah, it's a great it's a great yeah. song. He didn't say Paradise City. No. He didn't say Don't Cry. No, he don't said cry November okay. Rain. He did he took okay. a wedding Guns still N' Roses the, song. Still in the realm. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's that, what are you talking come on. About? That's not even close to like Night Train. That's not even one of their better records. All right, well, you don't have to poo-poo me. I got one right. You got Fine. poo-pooed. Period. Yeah, don't don't discourage him. Yeah, you're so not, not discouraging. I'm trying to help him. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to come over to this side. I'm trying to Do help it. you out from that standpoint. I'm sorry, Kevin. At least he didn't, at least he didn't default to like Sweet Child of Mine. That's like the ultimate default record. At that point, sorry, you Kevin. lose you lose credibility. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. Speaking of trying to keep credibility. The Pac-12, as my boy Ian Fitzsimmons likes to say when we do Freddie Fitzsimmons, he says right now they are on a 
nothing but sand. There's no concrete underneath the Pac-12. Ooh. UCLA, USC on the way to the Big Ten. Big 12 talking to six teams in the Pac-12. Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, and Oregon to leave. Never mind the fact they're trying to get a new TV deal. How, so <laughs> how does this work? That's so, a great question. All these things are leaking about these six uh-huh. teams thinking about moving to the Big 12 while you're trying to negotiate yeah. a television deal uh-huh. about a league that is dissipating by right. the second. You know, they're trying to do that in hopes that the six that teams keeps the schools completely. in. Yeah. The Big 12 is like, look, y'all rated us last year at Oklahoma, Texas. Guess what we're going to do? I mean, I'm not going to negotiate against ourselves because I know that's actually an ESPN product. But I mean, that seems sure. like a position to leverage by saying. Hey, look, this is this is what it's worth. This is what we're doing. We're not going up on that. But if the TV deal is potentially there for the Pac-12, but you know that if you go to a Big 12 conference that's going to make more money and still have games on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus, Yeah. Wow. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. Just the thought of having like UCLA basketball, UCLA football, USC football, mm-hmm. like in the Big Ten. just Playing in Piscataway. You know, you know, so here – there, there were two like Rutgers and Maryland are two examples of this for me on the basketball side. It's just it's awkward for me, even when like I meet Terrapin fans all the time, right? Mm-hmm. We have battles with Terrapin fans. Yeah. And I sure key would go into stories about USC and UCLA. And Notre Dame as right? well. Right. Because that, that was in the ACC mm-hmm. regionally. We were only a couple hours away from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Right. Going up to DC was always a thing. Them coming down Absolutely. North Carolina, always a thing. And you got Yes. Like we it was a battle between are you going to Maryland? Or are you going to Georgetown? Or are you going to North Carolina? Or are you right. going to Duke? Duke. Right? right? All these battles to have that moved. Mm-hmm. And now for me, even in my backyard in Jersey, to be like, wait, Rutgers is in the Big Ten? When they, it just doesn't yeah. feel right. It still doesn't feel right. And I feel yeah. the same for USC, UCLA, and mm-hmm. for these six schools that would go to the Big 12. Because money changes everything. I, I get it. It does. And if but it takes not- away from the nostalgia of the rivalries that existed. There's no doubt. And the people making these decisions. They know about nostalgia. At least you would think they know about nostalgia. Nostalgia, But money is going to rule everything. And if you're not adapting, you're going to perish. Yeah. The SEC said, look, you want to come? They weren't seeking out Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma, Texas, by the way, we're going to be frenemies. We want to go to your league. You guys going to pay $75 million per team with a new deal? Yeah, we want to be there. And SEC said, come on in. I mean, look at what coaches are getting paid now. Look at, what, oh look, look at the deal that they did for Lincoln Riley. So if you're exactly. USC, you're looking to go to these conferences by saying, Hey, whoa, the quota for these coaches are becoming absurd. We need to increase our bottom line exponentially in order to keep paying people. And by the way, here's the selling point when it comes to money. If you're in Oklahoma, Texas, you're going to the SEC. All of a sudden, you can look at people and say, man, we're going to be playing Alabama. We're going to be playing Florida. We're going to be playing Georgia. If you're USC and UCLA, you tell your alums, I know you're going to miss the rivalries. I know you guys will go to Seattle and Oregon. We're going to be playing Ohio State. We're going to be playing Michigan. We'll be playing Michigan State and potentially, yeah, and potentially who other. All of a sudden, the nostalgia thing goes out the window because now this becomes your new nostalgia. You create different rivalries. You can't tell me the first time UCLA goes to play Ohio State or USC goes to play Ohio State that that play's not going to be jammed. Oh, I'm telling. Vice versa. I could just tell you right now. You know, I've said it so many times on the show. I'm a Buckeye fan. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad went to school there. Like my mom's from Elyria, Ohio. I need to be on the field. When Ohio State beats USC, because right. I need to see Key's face. So like that, <laughs> that is something that like there are. I, I, you yeah. make a good point. There will be new rivalries mm-hmm. that will be born from this. Yeah, it still is going to take a minute to get acclimated with but, it. Though the, the worst thing about it, the intersectional rivalries are gone because you can't schedule everybody. 
And that's where Notre Dame comes in. Because if USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, if you're USC, you're thinking, well, why should we play Notre Dame anymore? Mm. How does it benefit us other than nostalgia? I wonder how much of that conversation will be the case with Notre Dame not joining the conference, not joining the Big Ten, and you even if they join another conference, you can't really schedule them. Yeah, if you're USA. this doesn't really make sense when the power, when the strength of your conference is way more powerful. It doesn't make sense to schedule out out of non-conference games to that degree, right? Because you have to have cross sections because yeah. everybody's have different divisions. As far as that goes, that's where things get interesting when it comes to scheduling. Because you, if you're Rutgers, you say, well, we got USC in the conference. You're not going to come play us? That doesn't make any sense. You can't play somebody else, and they're going to go along and follow along with that. Mm. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. It's already A lot there. of moving parts. It is already fascinating enough that what's next? Six teams leaving the Pac-12 to go here. Natural rivalries that could go by the wayside. What is the ACC going to do? Could they be post the SEC? It's only, only going to get from that standpoint. KD, Kyrie, staying in Brooklyn. That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.